What would you do if your employer demanded that you affirm a controversial position on gender at odds with your faith? Would you be honest? Hi, I'm Stuart Shepard, and this is First Liberty Live. Thank you for liking and sharing our videos. You are the way that we get to meet new people, and we are so appreciative of that. So again, thank you in advance from all of us for doing that. Got two people here today. We've got Valerie Klosterman, uh, is a new client with First Liberty Institute, and you're going to hear a bit of her story here as we go along. And also Kayla Tony, who is a new attorney with First Liberty Institute. Welcome. Glad that you're on the team now. Thank Hi, you. Kayla. Hi, Valerie. Hello. Good to see both of you. Valerie, first I want to hear a little bit of your backstory. Uh, you are a physician's assistant. What made you decide to choose that as a career path? Um, I didn't. I wanted to be a teacher until <laughs> I was a senior in high school and you got to do a senior skip day where you could kind of try to figure out what you wanted to do. And somebody had suggested um, that I go follow around a physician assistant. And I loved it. And I was really caring for people the way I thought I kind of would as a teacher, yeah. but was able to kind of incorporate some compassion into it. Um, and I loved medicine. I love the, just the amazement of how God created our bodies. Um, and to be able to educate people about that, the two kind of just fit well together. Um, and my mom and my grandma um, both worked um, in medicine. And yeah, that's just definitely and in fact, they both worked at the same place that you worked, right? Correct. How did, Correct. Tell me just a bit about that, that family yeah. tradition there. Yeah, so my grandma worked for um, the hospital um, for almost 40 years. Um, and then my mom did as well, starting when she was 16. Wow. Um, and <laughs> yeah, it was just a natural place to fall, um, to be able to yeah, work in my community. Um, yeah, to be able to... Um, follow that legacy that they had left behind. So you've got three generations at the same hospital and then you get a new owner. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about why we're here and what we're talking about. You were handed a survey, it was online, but, but essentially they put a survey in front of you and, and there was a question that made you pause and you stopped for a moment and you thought, if I answer this honestly, they're probably not gonna like my answer, but it is your answer. Tell me what, what the kind of questions they hit you with and, and what your answers were. It was related to sexual orientation and gender identity. Um, and the main point of the question was stating that gender was fluid. Um, and yeah, knowing that we're made in the image of God, um, that yeah, Genesis 1 tells us that God created us and he created male and he created female. Um, that question did not align with that. There was um, and there was no place for me to just simply state that, to state that this would have been compromising my faith. It was true or false. It was true or false. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't move on. And as the mandatory piece to that, um, yeah, there was there was no option to just simply state that. Now, to give people the full picture, what were some of the other questions on this sure. survey like? What was it all about? Sure. So um, they're given out annually. Um, other things such as just HIPAA understanding, um, yeah, what to do in the situation of a tornado, what fire extinguisher to use. Yeah. Um, yeah, did we understand, um, yeah, roles about administration, um, the difference between DOs and MDs, um, simple things, yeah, that kind of were related, most of them in general, just to um, hospital policy. Yeah, and, and Kayla, if I'm understanding this right, the rest of the questions are really factual knowledge. Do you know what you need to know in order to do your job? But the problem with these questions are they were asking you to affirm something which is controversial. I mean, people have different ideas about it. 
That's right. And the First Amendment protects freedom of speech as well as freedom of religion. And so being compelled to speak or affirm a message that violates your conscience, that violates the Constitution. How did this play out as you were answering the questions? So to be honest with you, I answered the questions, but I had been given a really an ultimatum before that, that if I didn't complete this testing and training, that I would potentially be terminated. Um, but I had raised my questions to my supervising provider um, and to the office manager, and they had just told me to go and bring the issues that I had to the DEI department, so the Department of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Right. Um, and I did. Which most places have now, and most people hear that, and it strikes fear in their hearts, frankly, when they hear diversity, equity, and inclusion. Because if you're a Christian, if you're a person of faith in particular, who has beliefs, often they're at odds with the diversity, equity, and inclusion team, right? Yeah, it should have been welcoming. It should have been, I mean, in all the other statements that they had, right, stated that they were inclusive, um, and that should include Christians. Um, and so it should have been a comfortable place for me to go to raise my concerns, um, just simply to state the facts of, of my faith and why, why I couldn't do this in, in right conscious. What I'm hearing is it didn't go that way. It did not. What did happen? So um, initially there was a meeting um, just with the DEI director. And then from there, the meeting included um, the human resources director, um, the physician assistant um, council member, and then a member of the DEI. Um, and to me, it was gonna be a discussion. It was going to be um, time for me to just simply explain why I couldn't answer that question, um, where that was coming from to just simply state that I was a Christian, which meant I was a Christian physician assistant. Um, and in good conscience, um, to have to stand before God someday, I couldn't do that. But also to be able to state that I could still care for patients compassionately, that um, it was not an uncomfortableness of me being able to see um, this specific patient population, um, just simply where we would, should have been able to work out a compromise. So, and to fill this out a bit more, no one ever complained about you, right? Correct. This is all about a survey. It's Correct. not about any customer, any client coming in and saying, oh, she treated me unfairly. The irony of this whole thing being, you were exhibiting diversity and equity and inclusion in the way you approached this, right? Correct. But instead they called you what? Evil and a liar. Um, they also told me that I could not bring my Christian faith with me to the office, um, either literally or figuratively. All right. And ultimately, what happened? Resulted in my termination. Yeah. I, did you have moments when you thought, I should just say what they want me to say? I should just give in and do what they want me to do. I get to keep my job and keep my head down and then live my life. Did that ever cross your mind? It did. Um, Partly because I still wanted to be with my patients. I still wanted to be with my coworkers that I had worked with for 17 years. Yeah. Um, understanding, yeah, what it would mean if that was taken away. Um, but I couldn't, uh, there, and I sought, sought wise counsel and, and I couldn't, I couldn't just leave it at that. Yeah. Kayla, what does the law say? The law protects Valerie. The law is on our side here, uh, 100%. The First Amendment, as I mentioned, um, there's the free exercise clause, which means that um, religious beliefs cannot be treated unfairly when compared to other beliefs. 
So when her clinic accommodated a physician who um, he was male, he didn't want to perform exams on females. Um, that never caused a problem. Other providers just saw those patients. Um, when other doctors objected to prescribing narcotics, um, they just were able to hand those patients off to other other doctors in the clinic. There was yeah. never a problem. So for Michigan Health to accommodate secular viewpoints, but not a religious viewpoint, that violates the free exercise clause. As I mentioned with compelled speech, that violates the free speech clause. And then Title VII is the federal law that protects all employees from discrimination. And religion is listed as a protected class in Title VII. And so the university had an obligation to give Valerie a religious accommodation um, and there could have been any number of accommodations. Um, she could have used patients' names instead of preferred pronouns. Um, you know, if there was a patient that wanted to discuss um, controversial sex-altering procedures with her, um, she could have deferred to another provider who could have had that discussion so that she wasn't participating in it. Um, there were many options. Again, none of these were necessary because no patient ever asked about these issues. But if they had, there were plenty of ways to ensure that um, you know, patients received the care that they expected, but Valerie did not need to participate in these things. And Title VII and the Constitution, as well as the Michigan Constitution, they all protect her rights. What makes this a first liberty case? Why did we decide to pick it up? Well, it's hard to find a better client than Valerie. She's lovely, as you can see. She's so committed to her faith, um, such a servant to her community. And, um, you know, we at First Liberty, we protect um, employees. The workplace is really one of the, the areas that Americans of faith are experiencing the most discrimination. And we just believe that no one should have to choose between their conscience and feeding their family. Um, so we find Valerie's story really compelling. We think she has strong claims under the First Amendment and Title VII, and we're honored to represent her. And, and like so many of the cases we do, it's not just about her. It's about a lot of people, right? Absolutely. And that's really been beautiful just to see your heart through this whole um, experience that you're not in it for money. You're not in it for vengeance. You just want to make sure this never happens to anyone else. And, you know, for your coworkers, many of whom hold similar beliefs and agree with um, with you and do not support what happened, they're afraid. Um, and, you know, people all over the country are afraid to speak up about their beliefs at work. And that just shouldn't be the case. The beauty of America is that we do have freedom of religion and, you know, diversity does include religious people, too. And that's really important. OK, let's talk about the process. What's happened so far? Where are we in this? Well, we went to the EEOC, the Equal Opportunity Employment Commission, um, which is the first place to go when employees have a civil rights claim. Um, and they issued a right to sue letter, which essentially says your case has some merit. Feel free to go ahead and sue. Um, we sent a letter to Michigan Health about a month ago um, expressing you know, our concerns and all the ways that they had violated the law and just asking for a peaceful resolution so that Valerie could be reinstated and we could go back to her serving her community. And Michigan Health said no. They said that they had not. Um, discriminated against her on her religious beliefs. And so we filed a federal lawsuit just this week um, on October 11th um, based on the First Amendment and Title VII. All right. I, Valerie, what's your encouragement to others who may be handed a survey like the one you got? Nobody should abandon their faith. 
you know, especially their faith in Christ where um, we know him as the creator. We know him to give us what we need in a situation. Um, and he will provide. So from a financial standpoint, um, even from a comfortable standpoint, um, we need to be emboldened. Um, this was not an easy decision. No, um, not at all. Wow. For, for our family. Um, but my prayer is, and I hope for them too, that, um, that may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart just simply be pleasing to God and may God be glorified in, in what happens. What keeps you going? My family, um, my faith, um, simply knowing that for us, it's, it's about my kids and other kids that will be here years from now, um, that they'll be protected, um, especially in a changing world. Um, this is part of, this is part of something bigger than just my case. Um, you know, it's about the freedom to be able to, um, believe in Christ and just simply be able to live that out even in the workplace. I want you to know we are proud of you. You. you did the right thing, and we know it's hard, but sometimes the right thing is hard. Yeah. And uh, we're cheering for you, and we're alongside you all the way. Thank we're you. happy to have you here. You. Kayla, anything else before I let you go? Well, stay tuned for further developments. <laughs> we are uh, we're in litigation now. Um, we are so honored to be able to fight for Valerie and for people of faith um, all around the country like her who don't want to have to compromise their beliefs um, to keep serving. Valerie's faith is what makes her such a wonderful healthcare professional, and um, it's an honor to be able to fight for her. All right. Kayla, thank you for representing her. Valerie, thank you for speaking you. up. We appreciate you. you. All right. If you want to learn more about this case, we've got a special page set up at firstatliberty.org. Uh, when you go to the homepage right now, there's a pop-up that'll show up, and you can read more detail about this. Uh, if you subscribe to our weekly email update called the FLI Insider, uh, we'll keep you up to date. You'll hear about this as it goes through the courts and what's happening next, as well as all the other cases that we do. It's, it's free. It's easy to subscribe. Just go to firstliberty.org and look for subscribe to the FLI Insider. First Liberty is your last line of defense and your greatest hope for victory.